All right, Rob. I am leaving the 80s, which is difficult for me to do. Are you going earlier or later? I am entering into the 90s. 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 You ready? There's so many. Yeah, there are. Hold on. Oh, yeah. One of my faves. One of the best shows. Such a good show. So no one told you that was going to be this way. <laughs> Always caught in second gear. Day so, your week, your month, or even your year. Do you remember? Do you know who sings this song? Oh, yeah. It was a rock group that did it the first year, and then they. Uh, no, I forget their name. I'm forgetting too. So. Re- but it was a really popular song, actually. Before? Out, no, well, the, it, I think it's Friends that made it yeah. popular. But then that group, I mean, that, that group made so much money because Friends Still making to, so much money. Decided to make it their theme song. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch Friends a lot? Loved watching Friends. Yeah, My uh, college friends and I um, had a Thursday night, 8 o'clock, you know, get some food, some drinks, and we'd all... Watch it. It was it was it was a religiously sacred moment for us. Oh, nice. Where we made sure it was in our calendars, no matter what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I loved it, especially the first. I don't know, five or six seasons. Yes. Towards the end, like the last they couple, got weird. Eh, they were just trying to. And in particular, I think Monica and Ross got goofy. Their characters got goofy. Ross got really goofy. He did. It was hard to like him as it as it went on. He as was a so lovable in the beginning. It, with he was insecure yep. and yep. and kind of just odd. Yep. And then he went from insecure and odd to just downright. Well, and even the strange. the Ross and Rachel story was a lot of fun. Yeah, like seeing them slowly yeah. get together and then getting together, and then, and then it just got weird at the end, and um, they were they were almost together at the end just because they kind of had to be because they were the main characters there of the w- show. There you know, be re- yeah, a reconciled show. Uh, it wouldn't be, and it wouldn't. Um, yeah. But no, I, I loved it. I loved it was it. a great show. We, uh, uh, I think it was the night before Thanksgiving. We looked up. Um, Decided to watch uh, a Thanksgiving Friends episode, and so we got the one where. Uh, oh, you watched a specific Thanksgiving show. Yes, yes. Where 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 Joey puts the turkey on his head, <laughs> <laughs> and then can't get it off. Yeah. And then Monica nice. Monica get puts the turkey on her. Is head that the one where Joey drinks the fat? It is not the one where Joey drinks the fat. It's it's Ross who drinks the fat to Ross prove drinks the fat to prove his love for. For Rachel, he'd done, he'd screwed up in some way. Oh, yeah, that's a good episode too. Oh. We could have a whole podcast just on our favorite Friends episodes. Isn't there like a book like The Gospel According to Friends, mm. The Gospel According to The Simpsons, There's The Gospel that. According? I'm to... I'm not sure about Friends. Maybe not Friends. Okay, definitely, maybe I'm, definitely. Maybe I'm Simpsons. reaching. I read that too one, far. Gospel According to The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. I can't remember it, but all right, let's actually start this podcast. Hey, everybody, my name is Joel. This is Rob. This is. Rob and Joel's podcast. It's Joel and Rob's, it's Joel and Rob's podcast. podcast. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, and we are on chapter 14 of We Make the Road by Walking. We, um, in this chapter, we move to the second section of this book. Uh, and this chapter is called 
Promised Land, Promised Time. Thank you. Promised Land, Promised Time. Sounds like a ride at Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> promised yeah. Land, Promised Time. Yes, it does. Uh, and the scripture, the main scripture for this chapter is Isaiah chapter 40. And so um, in our previous podcast, we did a pretty, pretty fairly deep dive into Isaiah and, and Isaiah's story and how Isaiah is written in a three three different time periods, most likely three different authors and the kind of yep. the context of Isaiah. So the quick cliff notes of this Scripture. This is chapter 40. This is looked at as 2nd Isaiah. This is the very beginning to 2nd Isaiah. So this marks yep. a transition. 1st Isaiah, real quickly, is Israel is, or Judah specifically, is about, is headed for gloom and doom. And Israel and Judah have broke, Israel's Israel broken Judah have into two broken kingdoms. Up. Judah is headed for gloom and doom. Mm-hmm. Israel, um, by the time Isaiah 40 happens, the northern kingdom has already been conquered by the Assyrians. Correct. And uh, within chapter 40, uh, Judah has been conquered by the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. And so yep. uh, huge contingency of Hebrews have been taken out of their land yep. of the southern kingdom, and they are living in the midst of a Babylonian exile. So this is now their the, this the Hebrew people's second exile, Egypt and yeah. now Babylon. Yeah, yep, yep. And so Isaiah um, writes this. Th- these words are for the Judean exiles living in Babylon. Yep. Yep. So um, anything you want to bring out or uh, that you liked about this? It's, it's only three verses, chapter 49 yep. to 11. Uh, I love the beginning of Second Isaiah because after 39 chapters of mostly gloom and doom, you know, mm-hmm. um, problems are coming if you don't straighten up. It's mm-hmm. basically first Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is hope. This yep. is God has not forgotten you. God will not forsake you. Yep. It's beautiful. Yep. In fact, Second Isaiah has. Um, I would. I, I'm always reluctant to say something is my favorite of Scripture because it's so diverse. But Isaiah 42 has some of my favorite scriptural passages in it. 40 or 42? 40 and 42. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But it's just just beautiful. Yep. This these three verses are great. Um, encourage you to read them. Uh, what I like about them. Um, is you can hear the hope in them, mm-hmm. um, and also how they they describe God. Uh, Isaiah says God is coming, um, God is coming um, with God's mighty arm, but then um, it describes the power in which God is coming as um, like a shepherd who tends to his sheep. A nurturer, um, a protector. Yeah, it's a different kind of power. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the words are, he gathers the lambs in his arms, carries them close to his heart, gently leads those that have young. Mm-hmm. It's a very um, uh, maybe vulnerable kind of power, uh, a gentle kind of power, as opposed to a power that comes... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different kind of strength. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well said. Um, so, chapter. I preached on this on Sunday. You did, and you did a heck of a job. Well, thanks. Um, what did you like from this chapter? I'll let you start since I already I enjoyed coming back to this chapter again after your sermon, actually. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
just reading it kind of with in your sermon, you you really nailed what I love that Brian nailed so well, and you brought it kind of into a new perspective, new life. But you know, there's a tremendous difference between hope and wish, yeah. or desire and wish, and how wish. I think he this yeah, wish is a substitute for action. Yeah. But when you desire something, when you truly hope for it, action is inherent action is is required you you don't just dream if your dream is to become something yeah then you work towards that absolutely Um, but you brought that in your sermon you did a beautiful job of talking and and that's what i read the second time uh the first time i read it i was i was thinking largely of things that i might hope for and then how i would work towards them and in your sermon you did a really good job of illustrating some of the ways in which um, we today are working towards things yeah. for which we hope yep. or about which we dream. Right here at TPC. Yeah, yeah. and even in our own lives. Yep. Um, and then the other thing I thought about was uh, something that we shared at Men's Group uh, last, actually happened Monday night, mm-hmm. gathering, you know, group of about 20 of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, beers and sodas and snacks. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. But you know, as we talked about and as was shared, the older we get, the harder it can be for us to dream. Yeah. Uh, and in particular, a point was made that yep. when we had children, in particular, yeah, we set aside our dreams. Yep. To adopt their dreams. True. You know, I no longer have the dream of being. A major league baseball player. Right. That dream got crushed when I was in high school. <laughs> uh, I no longer have a dream. Mm, it was crushed for me in fifth, sixth grade. <laughs> you know, I no longer have a dream of, <laughs> I don't know, owning a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or some of the dream cars I had. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, but that yeah. doesn't mean I don't have just as strong of dreams, but just not necessarily for my own self, but for my kids. Yeah. Or how the dreams, as we get older, our dreams change. Yeah. They, they're drastically different from when we were 22 and I, now in our 40s. And I think, and I think this would be a, a healthy, faithful thing. I, I think it's really important not, I mean, this is what I was convicted of by, um, I didn't get his permission to use his name, so I'm not going to say it. But mm-hmm. by the guy at men's group, great yep. guy, mm-hmm. great point. Yep. Um, you know, he said, you know, it's impo- the, the point he brought out is important for us to keep dreaming. Absolutely. Yeah. And we got to resist the urge to just give up our dreams. Yep. Um, so I think people of faith, we need to keep working for those dreams. We, we need to keep reminding ourselves to hope, to dream. But I also think that as we mature in faith, the dreams inherently become less less self-centered. They do. You know, they it, can. Well, they hopefully, can. right? Yes. I mean, yes. that's the path of faith yep. from me to we. Yep. So from a from a dream for my own yep. wealth or fame or power to a dream of communal whatever that whatever your dreaming is. Um, you know, we work to end hunger. We work to care for creation. We work to spread peace. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of dream, or it's, it's dreams that have matured Ooh, I like really that. well, and that the focus is not on us, but now it's on 
this communal focus, the world around us. Yeah. Um, There's something uh, to that, mature dreams. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, I yeah. like that phrase. Yeah, which can, can happen as we mature and grow into potentially... In faith. El- elders, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not just growing old; it's 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 growing in faith specifically. That yep. this movement that you know Brian talks about, this journey that we're on, this journey of making the road by traveling it. The further we go down it, the yep. more we see this is not about us individually; it's about us communally. And I thought about on Monday, and then today reading this chapter again. I thought about um, how challenging it can be for someone who is uh, not later on in life and has and those dreams they've had maybe for the world around them are still stagnant. They still haven't been realized and how discouraging that can be when you get to later years. And that tied in so well with what Brian mentioned of the prophets and the prophets yes. and how they, Held out. They, I love his phrase. They were custodians. Custodians. Yeah, I just never heard that before. That. Yeah. Custodians of the best dreams and hopes of of their society. Again, not for themselves, well but said. for others. But then when he says, "But so many of those dreams in the Bible of those prophets are still unfulfilled," mm-hmm. and that kind of hit me like a uh, a mild slap across the face when I read it. Of it was acknowledging something I knew, but I needed to hear it again and how, and how unfulfilled the dreams of this book, the Bible are, they're still waiting to be realized. In some ways, so many of them. Ridiculously so in some ways, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, we are, Isaiah is the beautiful prophet that dreamed of the dream, uh, dreamed of the day when we will be at war no more. Yes. Yeah. And there is more war going on now in my 40s mm-hmm. than there was when I was born. Which I think is is why it's also hard to preach Advent at time. Because we're taking these dreams mm-hmm. from so many years ago that still have not been realized. Very well said. And how do we, how do we articulate that? Yeah. And um, like Brian's saying at the end of this chapter, to still, to, to, to keep that tradition going of offering the best hopes and dreams for society and living into them, yeah. you know, and not having them become wishes where, cause it's so easy just to kind of be kind of complacent. He's got that, the, the, the great phrase, a happy fog of complacency. Yes. We've all yes. been in. We've all been well, in. And in the, in the mainline church too, um, I'll, I'll let me let me own this. You know, I don't mean other churches. I mean like the church, including us. Throughout the twentieth century, a lot of faith was seen as simply belief in terms of mentally assenting to something, mm-hmm. right? And so hope was wishing, um, according to belief. Right. If, yeah. if, if you believe in if believing yeah. in Jesus Christ as the son of God is simply saying in my head, I agree with that conceptually. Yes. Then to hope in something is simply to wish that it come true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if faith in Jesus yeah. Christ is more than saying, yes, I mentally uh, agree with that. If, if faith in Christ is instead 
I trust in this truth. I trust in this grace. I surrender my life and my will to the power of this grace over me. Mm -hmm. And I will seek to live my life based on the priorities that Jesus Christ has shown. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, faith becomes incredibly active. Yeah. Yep. And therefore, all of its components, I would, you know, and as Brian does a great job here, hope especially, has to be active. It becomes a verb as yes. opposed to a noun, which is what you were describing earlier. Yeah. 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 Yep. John Mayer has a song I like. We'll bust out a little John Mayer. Yeah. It's called Love is a Verb. Really? Yeah. It's a really nice. good song, too. Nice. He's touring with uh, Grateful the Dead. Remnants of the Dead right now. Yeah. And nailing it. There you go. He's doing a really good job. Folks, you get a little bit of everything here, don't you? You <laughs> look at a scripture. Cue the Grateful Dead, Dead song, yeah. Um, anything else you want to bring out in this chapter? I think we've kind of hit some, I, uh, some yeah, big ones. I, I think we hit what I really tore out of it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read again the last paragraph because I think it's excellent. Um, especially as we're beginning this Advent journey. Um, To be alive in the adventure of Jesus is to have a desire, a dream, a hope for the future. It is to translate that hope for the future into action in the present and to keep acting in light of it, no matter the disappointments, no matter the setbacks and delays. So let us begin this Advent season by lighting a candle for the prophets who proclaimed their hopes, desires, and dreams. Let us keep their flame glowing strong in our hearts, even now. Mm. I love that idea of um, of connecting to the prophets, connecting to Isaiah in a way of we keep their dream alive. Um, we continue this dream alive that they, um, that they offered mm-hmm. so many centuries ago. I think it connects us to them because much yep. of what we want uh, very different contexts they were in a they were um, oppressed and living in a especially in chapter 40 a far off land we can't we can't connect with that but the hopes and yeah. dreams for our society yeah we absolutely can oh yeah and and the way we best connect I think Brian says a little bit earlier in that chapter but the prophets did is they challenged people if this really is your hope and your dream, make sure your behaviors match. Yep. Make sure you live like it. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. Well said. All right. You can find us at TowsonPress.org. Uh, and on Facebook and Instagram at Towson Press. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, come check us out. If you ha- have never been to worship with us, we'd love to welcome you. We're at 400 West Chesapeake in Towson. Worship main service is at 10. Mm-hmm. So uh, come come on over. And we'll see you next week for Chapter 15. Yeah, 15. Yes. Peace cool. out. Until then. <laughs>